I suppose if nobody was overweight and nobody had heart disease and everybody ran three miles a day, we would have a lot more ICU beds open because we wouldn't be doing as much open heart surgery. So if it's a matter of managing resources, you can make a claim that we shouldn't take care of people who don't uh, exercise and who don't have a perfect uh, BMI. Dr. Jonathan Bakhtari. You can see it. I mean, it's crystal clear. I think it's going to really revolutionize things. Goes, which is a big game changer. All information discussed or provided by Jonathan Bakhtari, MD, Dr. Bakhtari, and or his affiliates and guests are for educational purposes only. The information discussed and provided is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical concern or condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of any information discussed or provided by Dr. Bakhtari or his affiliates and guests. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call 911 immediately. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bacteria MD. So today what I want to talk about is medical treatment for people who choose not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Before we talk about this, I just want to first tell you that I am a very strong proponent of the COVID-19 vaccines, the mRNA, even the Johnson & Johnson. I think, despite what you hear lately about the COVID vaccine not allow not preventing you from getting the disease what we do know is that it's still an amazing vaccine in terms of protecting you against death severe illness and and hospitalization so all in all if that's your endpoint uh, i believe everyone should get the covid-19 vaccine who's eligible i think everyone should get the booster and i'm a proponent i i think children uh, in the in the approved age group should get it. Uh, I think uh, young adults should get it. I think seniors should get it. I think people with high risk um, should get it. But you know, we know that a certain percentage of the population is not going to get it. So despite that, you know, the question comes up: Should there be any repercussions for people who choose not to get the vaccine? Uh, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that talked about that, and I'll provide a link there. And there was another uh, article in um, NBC News, uh, both looking at this concept of potentially refusing medical care for people who are unvaccinated. And I think one, the Wall Street ar article kind of inferred that ethically it was probably not the right thing to do. And the NBC article was a little more sympathetic towards maybe uh, potentially restricting some medical care. I really have some very strong feelings about this. And my strong feelings come from being a clinician uh, for over 20 years. And we really have to think about this. It's the old slippery slope when we start uh, judging uh, people based on uh their medical issues and their medical decisions. If we want to be a society that mandates, you know, certain people to take certain precautions, I think while in a unfree society that might be okay, but in a free society like ours, mandating things, especially in in exchange for getting healthcare, is very 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 tough. For example, 
I mean, we can think of many examples. If, if someone chooses not to wear a motorcycle helmet and they get into a crash, should we take care of them? Of course we should. If someone chooses to smoke and they have emphysema, you know, should we not treat them or not treat them? If someone's overweight and they develop heart disease, if someone can't keep to a good diet, a lot of these things seem like far-fetched and like this should, this COVID-19 vaccine is just, is such a rare exception that it's okay to do it when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. These articles talk about doctors who refuse to see patients unless they're vaccinating their practice. They talk about potentially hospitals with ICUs turning away COVID-19 patients to save the, the beds for uh, other patients. Again, this the idea that there's limited amount of resources, so we're going to judge the reason why you got there and determine if you should get the care. Uh, and even there's a component of here of saying, well, we don't want to expose the hospital staff to unvaccinated people because we're trying to protect the health of the hospital staff uh, or the medical staff. Again, those are very, very tough decisions to make because, you know, who else are we going to turn away in the future? You know, there was a time where people were afraid of HIV patients before we knew how it was really transmitted. There are times where people come in with infectious diseases, some of it because of their fault. Do, do we triage people based on how they got their medical condition? Or do we just treat the medical condition without any questions? So while this may all sound theoretical, you know, uh, I was listening to a video, uh, which was a parody on this future, sort of Orwellian future, where our medical uh, health will determine, you know, what kind of care we may or may not get, or what kind of services we may or may not get. I know we've uh, heard in other countries that, you know, uh, more oppressive countries where, uh, you know, depending on how you conduct yourself, you can have access to certain things or not certain things. This is all part of the same story. So I'm going to go ahead and play that video. It's it's a couple, few minutes long, but I think it's worth watching. And then we'll talk about it after you're done. So roll the tape. Pizza Palace, guaranteed hot in 30 minutes or it's free. This is Mary. May I take your order? Hi, uh, Mary. I'd like to order a couple of your double meat special pizzas. Sure thing. There'll be a new $20 charge for those, sir. What do you mean? Sir, the system shows me that your medical records indicate that you have high blood pressure and extremely high cholesterol. Luckily, we have a new agreement with your national health care provider that allows us to sell you double meat pies as long as you agree to waive all future claims of liability. What? Do you agree, sir? You can sign the form when we deliver, but there is a charge for processing. The total is $67 even. You could save $48 if you ordered our special Sprout Submarine Combo and picked it up yourself. Comes with tofu sticks. Those are very tasty, sir. Good value, too. But I want double meat. Up to you, sir. All right, all right. I'll get the sprout subs. Good choice, sir. Gotta watch that waist if you're hitting the beach, eh? So that was a pretty amazing tape. And you can see while uh, that was a parody, uh, you know, the logical extension of, of evaluating whether you're going to treat someone differently based on personal health decisions they made is a very dangerous position, I believe. People will smoke. They're going to potentially have a bad diet. They're not going to wear a helmet. Um, they may go helicopter skiing. I, I don't know. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should look at that. Should we take care of those people who choose to, you know, go skiing, uh, you know, um, on top of a mountain 
where it's not a traditional place to ski. I, I think all of these and many more that I'm sure you guys can think about while I'm saying that. In fact, if you can also, if you guys can think of different crazy decisions people make and the impact that that might make on uh, their health, please put in the comment below. For example, you know, rock climbers should should we take care of them if if they fall, right? I mean, um, that's you know, on the surface seems like a pretty insane thing to do. I mean, at some point, everyone's a beginner rock climber, right? And yes, you can take precautions, but things happen. Skiing accidents happen. Motorcycle accidents happen. People have bad diets. People smoke. People engage in all kinds of risky behavior. You know, sexually transmitted diseases is d directly a function often of risky behavior, potentially. And so, you know, are we going to judge all of those and you know evaluate whether we're going to give services the other thing i want to talk about is this idea that we're well we're not we're only doing this because this is a pandemic and we really need to protect scarce resources well i mean i suppose if nobody was overweight and nobody had heart disease and everybody ran three miles a day we would have a lot more icu beds open because we wouldn't be doing as much open heart surgery so if it's a matter of managing resources, you can make a claim that we shouldn't take care of people who don't uh, exercise and who don't have a perfect uh, BMI. So I think that the idea that we're trying to save scarce resources for people uh, who really need them but made the right medical decision and we're going to conserve those resources by nudging out people who didn't make the right medical decision uh, is pretty scary. Um, I believe as physicians, you know, we've taken an oath to take care of people and not to judge them by the medical decisions they've made. That doesn't mean, of course, we can't counsel them, encourage them. Almost everyone I meet, I certainly encourage them to get the vaccine, whether I meet them in a professional environment or even a non-professional environment. You know, I've had just people I work with outside of work who uh, may be doing some work for me talk to me and I strongly advise them to get the vaccine. So I think this idea that we're going to be angry and upset at people who choose not to get the COVID-19 vaccine isn't fair. It isn't fair because that's not our role as physicians. We're not here to evaluate the decision-making of our patients. We're here, to, of course, to help them make the right decision, provide them the information necessary to make the right decision, but not to be angry at them, not to judge them, and to support them, and to take care of them irregardless of that decision. There was uh, a patient who was refused, you know, a kidney transplant because he refused to get the vaccine. You know, there, you know, someone might make the argument that, you know, kidneys are a very rare commodity. And so we don't want to take a chance with someone who doesn't want to get the vaccine. I don't know what the answer to that is, but certainly because of just the number of ICU beds or hospital beds, I think if, if we make the argument for the COVID-19 vaccine that those people shouldn't be entitled to that, then it's a, it's a slippery slope. I mean, we could just go right down the line and just make really hard decisions about a lot of people's poor choices. And I don't think anyone is in the medical field went to medical school or in nursing school or any other healthcare school feeling that they are going to become a judge and jury over 
you know, what got someone in that particular situation. I think, you know, what we take care of patients, we give them all the right information, we strongly encourage them to make the right decision. But withholding care, withholding ICU beds, I believe is not the right way to go. The other uh, interesting argument, uh, you know, which I mentioned earlier about refusing care is to protect the medical staff. Well, first of all, most medical staff are required to get the COVID-19 vaccine, whether you agree or disagree, that probably is the case. And to the extent that they're protected somewhat, uh, as well as the fact that, you know, there are precautions we can take when a patient comes in that's unvaccinated, like making them wear a mask and using precautions that we use with other infectious diseases. So I think protecting the medical staff by refusing care for the unvaccinated is also a very bad precedent. Lots of patients come in with contagious diseases, different types of contagious diseases. There are people who have MRSA infections, which is a bacteria that's very resistant to many antibiotics that we take care of in the hospital. And we take very special precautions with gowns and masks and what have you. So there are many infectious diseases in the hospital that we take extra precautions. And if we pick this one disease and say, despite precautions, uh, we're not going to expose the medical staff to any unnecessary risk, again, I think is is uh, a very bad precedent, which will potentially lead to other conditions in the future, which we may choose not to not to take care of. I mean, in summary, you know, I, a lot of this is unique to COVID-19 uh, pandemic because we rarely have heard, at least I haven't heard in my career, physicians uh, being judgmental and pulling back and even thinking about not giving care to certain types of patients. You know, we, we don't see that in people who um, you know, heart disease, who have COPD, like I said, uh, I think a lot of this feeling of, you know, wanting to potentially punish or be angry at those patients probably represents something that's not medical. Probably it represents, you know, someone's position that may be somewhat partisan. I don't know, but being angry or judgmental about your patients I don't think is where we want to be. We want to be compassionate. We want to be caring, even if someone has not made great medical decisions. Our job is to take care of them, give them the right information, but not to second guess you know, their past decisions, only to help them with f- correct future decisions, hopefully. Thank you for listening. You can check out my website, jonathanbakhtarimd.com, to sign up for my newsletter. And you can watch this full episode over on my YouTube channel, BakhtariMD, where you can leave questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes. As always, be well. Thank you. 